Hola, and welcome to All Whiskey Nerd, a podcast about whiskey, bourbon, and many other things. This is Christian, the host, and keeping up with our season 9, the season of flights, we have an Irish whiskey flight. Killing Irish whiskey. This is, an, this is another one of the flights that we had at Seven Grand in uh, Denver, Colorado. And I gotta say, this was a very surprising one. Whiskey making and entrepreneurship has been in the Tilling genes as far as 1782, when Walter Tilling set up a small craft distillery on Marable Lane in the industrial heart of Dublin City. Since 2012, Jack and Stephen Tilling, the latest generation of whiskey makers, they have been putting their own mark on the Irish whiskey, and this came full circle in 2015, when they proudly opened the new Tilling Distillery, just down the road where the original family distillery once stood. So they keep it very, very close. Um, this whiskey distillery today is the first new distillery in Dublin for over 125 years. So it makes a big change, and they're breaking a new market. Tilling Whiskey is, is dedicated to bringing new and innovative flavors to Irish whiskey. It's inspired by traditional and unconventional techniques in distillation and maturation through the unique cask finishes, more on that because they make a big difference, and um, they're creating these cool small batch bottlings that have a lot of character, uh, something that uh, is different, especially for Irish whiskeys, or at least that I haven't uh, tasted before. Um, they raised the bar for Irish whiskey. They have won over 230 international whiskey awards. I tried a few of their expressions. Uh, the first one was the small batch. Uh, this is the flash, uh, the flagship of their whiskeys. Is the award-winning. Um, it's an award-winning whiskey. It's the one that they celebrate the most. And honestly, they have a lot of innovation in there. The, every step it has some character. It's very unique. It, they use hand-selected cask of grain and malt whiskey, and they age in an uh, ex-bourbon barrels. Then um, are finished in a Central American rum cask for up to 12 months. It makes a unique and dried fruit profile. So this per definition is a double cask. Very interesting. I do like a lot the finishing in rum. The distiller is stealing and a cooler bottler. The cask is X bourbon H and the and the uh, rum too. It is an NAS, but it's expected to be four to six years. The volume of alcohol is 46%. It has a, the color is kind of like honey, like the the honey that comes in the glass jars, the natural one. Um, the nose, it has dried fruit, malt, uh, dark fruit, lots of toffee and malty sweetness. But it gets a little different because of the rum finish. And uh, this includes uh, notes of banana and apricot and brown sugar. So it has this double, it's like a, a double layer of flavors. It's similar to traditionalized whiskey notes, but it's amped by these darker notes and it really works. The palate is, uh, you got malt, you got honey. Uh, it's like a banana muffin and caramel. I really been enjoying for the last two years Irish whiskeys and this was no, not an exception. 
that's two years more like last four years honestly and um it has red fruit notes of spice dark sweets and vanilla taffy it glides on the palate and it's very supple very it's the nose has a lot of traditional feeling the flavor is amped a notch with these darker notes the finish is a medium droll and again the banana muffin dry fruit and brown sugar I gotta say it's a nice balance and uh, this sets the whiskey ahead, especially for a small batch, because small batches tend to be a little bit harsh, but no, that's not the case. Uh, it is hot, but it is very, very tasty. The second whiskey of this batch, of this sample, um, it was the Irish Single Malt. Um, this Irish Single Malt is one of the new breed of Irish whiskeys that have popped up fairly recently. And um, it keeps it changes a little bit of the trend of the 80 proof, the 40% alcohol blends. Uh, yes, I know that Irish single must have been around for a while, but they've been historically very light, sweet, and ultra accessible like, very, very, very highland, very space. I like, and uh, it's it's almost like an, an entry-level whiskey, which is nothing wrong with that. I, I like them too, but this one is different. This is just more like, it has a mix of the highly cask strength or the monsters of Kentucky, the powerful high proof. Uh, okay, this is the, the same region, Irish whiskey, uh, the distiller is stealing. The mash bill is 100% malted barley, so a simpler, a little bit of simpler uh, mix. It's H on the ex bourbon, and it's also an NAS. The volume is 46% as well. But here's where the, where the similarities end with the previous entry, with the, with the small batch. The color is like a straw, very, very light, but the nose is crisp and complex. It has orchard fruit, honey, and dried fruit. It does have a tertiary note of sweetness, caramel, and bananas, uh, but there's a spice that runs beneath, and it's overall uh, very rich aroma that uh, it borders with butter really really interesting nose the palate is different it's soft and it has the warm multi sweetness with a buttery graham cracker merge and it reminds a little bit of crisp apples and a touch of spice it is very dynamic and rounds up with dried fruit fantastic entry i really like this whiskey the finish is layers of dried apples banana and caramel and it slowly fades out so the balance is it's a great balance, round medium body and soft oily feel. Very, very good, complex, interesting. Um, it is definitely not an entry-level whiskey, but you can sense the you can sense the effort and love that they put on this entry. The third one was the single pot still Irish whiskey. Um, it is it is a take on the signature style of Irish whiskey, Irish whiskey. Most of them are single pulled, and they use malted and unmalted barley. It is the only style, basically it's the, most of the Irish distillers use this style, and it's kept alive for a long brand, um, a long time. I gotta say the, the golden standard for this type of whiskey is Redbreast, which I really like, the 12, the 12 years old is incredible, uh, but, it is uh, it is peated and it's different. It makes it's making a big comeback compared to the other brands. It is non-chill filtered. The color is very, very natural, very, very light. 
and it's a single pot still, uh, distiller tilling. The, ma the mash is 50% uh, malted barley and 50% on, on malted barley. And the cask, it has, uh, it, it is a triple cask. It's ex-bourbon, ex-sherry, the Oloroso sherry, and it ends up on the new chart oak. So it, it's, uh, it, has, it adds a lot of complexity. Uh, the age, it is three plus years. Uh, that is what everybody knows. It's the, what the head to regret, man, but it's staged as an NAS. 46%, 46% volume, which seems to be the case with all the tealing ones. And um, I gotta say, it's, um, yeah, the color is like very light, very medium straw. The nose, it was very surprising. It's vanilla cupcake, herbal spices, and orange peel. A very grassy, tertiary notes, and a little bit of like, uh, copper, yeah, it, it's just uh, copper. It's just metallic, light, and inviting. The palate is uh, full-blown butterscotch and herbal spices. It was like kind of like a like one of those herbal teas, but in the best way possible. And it finishes with orange peel, oak, and big bits of cocoa. It's warm, soft, and surprisingly oaky. Uh, it has a little bit of tannic, tannic punch, like good dry wines, which adds a lot for this type of whiskey. The finish is medium, and uh, yeah, you get the dry fruit and the, and the oak and herbs. Much, much uh, savory than the other entries. Um, the balance and feel is a decent balance, medium body, and very, very light and easy feel. I really enjoy it, and... I gotta say, I know they sound very similar for the descriptions. They're after all, they're all the same distillery and all the same uh, type of whiskey. I mean, they're all Irish whiskey, but they make a vast difference, even with similar um, mash bills and similar ages and and similar alcohol volume. And the last one is the single grain. Um, their single grain is a good representation of the changing attitude to that was been. Uh, what you call an Irish whiskey. Single grains tend to be very harsh and they uh, people talk about them like they're cheap ones, but um, fairly recently, it they have been showing up on the market, the, at least the Irish ones. And it's not a surprise that the interpreters of a green whiskey will be, it's supposed to be used for blends, but this one works really well. Um, same region is called Love County in, um, in Ireland. Same distillery. The mash bill is slightly different. It's 95% corn and 5% malted barley. So <laughs> kind of you would make a case that this is similar to a bourbon. With the exception of the cask. The cask is, uh, is aged in ex-California Cabernet wine barrels. So this changes the whole dynamic of the whiskey. Most of the flavor comes from the agent and from the barrels and the wine barrels is something that I have been discovering that I enjoy a lot. I really, really a lot. I um, and the sherry is, you know, super standard with a lot of whiskeys, but the wine gives some different dynamics, a different color that that you enjoy. It's kind of comparing um, the cask to make an art analogy is Kind of comparing the Baroque with the Renaissance with the Impressionist. It's, they're all great, but they're vastly different. Uh, it is a five-year-old whiskey, and the volume is uh, 46%. That's a standard for tilling. It has an amber color, a lot more red than the other ones. And the nose is 
it's like a like an old old time candy shop sweetness, caramel, vanilla, and salt water taffy. More complex than I will I thought it would be for a single grain. Uh, this makes a when you smell it, you can get a little bit concerned because you will think this. Oh my God, it's gonna be a super sweet whiskey. But some of the lighter notes and darker, like uh, leather and spice, come down. You know, at the end of the of the smell. The palate is different. It's a caramel, a grainy sweetness, and you, you do get the saltwater toffee and banana, but it changes immediately to spices and, and herbs. Um, if It's the same with the nose. You will think it's going to be super sweet, but not the case. You get the tannins from the wine casks, and uh, it really rides up. It's just like, you know you're going downhill, like, oh my God, it's going to be super sweet, and then boom, you get the savory, and like, okay, this works really well. And the finish is long, naughty, and you get the notes of caramel spice, uh, dry fruit. Pleasant, to the point, not overly long, very, very satisfying. Gotta say, uh, I feel that this is a good balance, a medium body, and a nice creamy feel. Surprisingly good for single grain whiskey, and um, I gotta say, all these stealing expressions, they are not as popular as I am for what I've seen in Ohio or in different uh, bars, but worth checking and don't sleep on them irish whiskey is they have incredible expressions and i know it's easy to overlook them because there's a certain idea of the prestige with the international ones with the japanese whiskeys or certain scotch or some bourbons but don't sleep in the irish whiskey they are really really good and uh, if if you don't look for them you will miss out Well, this is the end of today's episode. El Whiskey Nerd is, as always, available in English and Spanish. You can listen in all the podcast platforms, but I would appreciate a five-star review in Spotify, Google, and Apple, which is the ones that I, that uh, really help us grow. Uh, and you can also find me in, the, in Instagram. My handle is at El Whiskey Nerd, spelled the American way, W-H-I-S-K-E-Y. And again, a shout-out to Seven Grand in... Um, in Colorado and Denver, excellent, excellent bar, incredible bartenders and uh, very knowledgeable. And I was very lucky they were running a special uh, flight on Tilling. They were not on my radar, but it truly surprised me. And again, I cannot overstand, overstate this enough. Uh, look out for Irish whiskeys. They are fantastic and don't let them get out of the radar because they're very, very good. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for the preference. I hope you have a very, very happy day. Y salud.